one of the things that I need people to understand is the fundamentals of a CRM, right? The and 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 I'm speaking from a sales perspective. I'm speaking from a a um, a sales consulting perspective, right? Uh, because this is how I see the use. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is building great sales teams. All right, guys, welcome back to building great sales teams. I've got something special for you guys today. And for me, for me, not being the marketing guy, you know, not being the CRM guy. I need all the help I can get in those categories. And so I wanted in this sales toolkit episode or um, toolkit episode, I should say, I wanted to give you guys a way to basically utilize your CRM a little better, uh, a little CRM hack for you. Okay. And, you know, the first thing you need for this is an actual CRM. So if you don't have one, herein lies the problem, right? And uh, so what do, what, do, what do CRMs really do if you're a sales-centric organization? What they do is they give your team another avenue to circulate leads, to capture those people that never answered the phone or that never responded with the text or that never messaged you back, whatever the case is, it gives you so many opportunities to stay top of mind. Like if someone says no, well, it may just be no right now, right? And it also gives you some auditing tools. Well, basically it gives you a net Right. If your salespeople are fishing in this pond and you could run a net through it and catch everybody that would have said yes, but for whatever reason, they didn't make that call or shoot that text or present the product in such a way that made sense to them. Your CRM creates this net that captures any of that low hanging fruit that was maybe missed out on. Right. Because, you know, salespeople are human and they're not perfect. Right. And so. The way I wanted to do this is this is one of the first episodes in a while that I didn't take notes. I didn't, I didn't prep, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't write my notes out, what I was going to talk about, when I was going to talk about, make sure I hit all the points and everything. Cause I wanted it to be raw and real for you guys to, so to help you understand part of my process and my hope is that this inspires you to incorporate this into your marketing process, your sales process, whatever the case may be, or it gives you some ideas of how to utilize tools like ChatGPT in other areas in your business, okay? So I have a a talk or a, um, I'm speaking next week, right? Speaking at a few events next week. I'm speaking at Donnie Boyveen's Badass Business Summit, which is in Dallas, which is uh, Wednesday through Saturday, I believe. And then I'm also speaking at um, a United Way conference put on by Aaron Younger in New Jersey. 
okay? And uh, the conference is on Thursday, so I'm going to have to fly up Thursday morning, miss part of the Badass Business Summit, unfortunately, go up. And I'm speaking to 13 United Way chapters, right? And so I just had a call with one of the presidents today, and we walked through basically the talk I was going to have and the the talk is around sales, CRMs, and how a nonprofit like United Way can execute on these things. And so part of the problem is is in these chapters, you know, their their teams or their people are so segmented in terms of what everybody does and how everybody works together, right? And so if you've been in sales for more than a few days, and you have any kind of technology involved in your sales process, you've got a CRM, right? And so you know that what a CRM does for you is centralizes lead command, right? And lead command is basically the history of the lead, you know, um, the tags that you tag to it, you know, notes on that lead, why they didn't buy, why they did buy, you know, basically it creates a running history of, the conversations you've had with that person so that anybody else could pick up where you left off or um, so you can remind yourself where you're at in the conversation, right? And so these, these typically are in present in longer sales conversations. Anyway, so I have 45 minutes basically to drop value on these guys on how to utilize a CRM. And so one of the ways I'm going to do that is what I need people to understand, and this is what I've learned in the past six months working with an expert CRM builder who is Tom Bigley. One of the things that I need people to understand is the fundamentals of a CRM, right? The And, and, and I'm speaking from a sales perspective. I'm speaking from a, a, um, a sales consulting perspective, right? Uh, because this is how I see to use it, right? Now, there's people that may be listening that have been schooled in this, that have way more experience than I do, and that are probably going to say what I'm saying is wrong, and that's fine. I have an opinion, and this is how I see a CRM being used, okay? And so one of the biggest things I wanted to do first for these United Way chapters is identify the avatar they were going after. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to do that. And in doing that, okay, now I've got the person that I'm speaking to, that I'm marketing to, that I am attracting through the CRM, right? So once they come into my CRM, how I handle them is dependent on their avatar. You know, you, you can use tags to do this. You can use pipelines to do this. You can use many different things within the CRM to identify that person. But I, I came up with three major um, avatars that we're going after here. And everything with me is aggressive, so don't take it the wrong way. We're not going after them, but we're going after them. All right. And so the three avatars that I came out with, if I can get my notes pulled up here, are the first one is going to be the donor. The most obvious, right? The thing, the person that makes this thing 
gives the gas to run the engine to make this thing go. All right. The donor, the donor is the gas. You need money to fuel all the programs that United Way does for families. And um, because a lot of what they do is to impact the community and families, right? And so a lot of the things they, they do is mobilizing resources to provide basic needs to, you know, working families that, that can't always make the bills at the end of the month. That is the essence of what they're doing, right? So they got physical events that raise money. They've got uh, events where they package up hygiene um, products and deliver them where they gather food, they do packing events, basically basic things to live. You know, this is the impact that they want to create in the community. They do so much more than that, but at a very foundational level, this is what they're doing. And so um, the the donors fuel a lot of that, right? The second avatar that we want to manage with the CRM is the volunteer, right? The volunteer is almost just as important as the donor because if you got gas in a vehicle, the volunteer is the driver, right? And, you know, obviously United Way is probably more like the cop on the road that's directing traffic themselves. They can't do it without the drivers, right? Because they can't do all the work themselves. They have to have volunteers. And then the other avatar are the people that have the community impact. And this was the toughest one for me to really understand, but basically the community impact are people that are out in the community and they have influence in the community, right? And they're talking about the work that you're doing in the community. And this is more prevalent now than ever, right? And so basically the way I wanna display how ChatGPT can work for you is I'm going to put together a nurture campaign for a volunteer. This is the this is the one I feel like I relate to the most, you know. And one of the things I said to them was, you know, a lot of the volunteers come from companies, companies that have donated or companies that want to get involved in the community, and um, they want to create community impact as well as social media buzz around their business. And they want to have a culture that gives in the in the in the company because that attracts top talent. You know what I'm saying? If somebody pays sixty grand a year, and um, you go onto their Facebook page and it looks like all they do is work and make money, and then somebody else pays fifty five grand a year, and you see on their Facebook page they have team outings, they have community events, they have team building events. You're probably going to want to go work with a company that's at 55 because their people are a lot happier because they are making more impact than just money, right? All depends on your MO. But so because of that, I was like, all right, so these people come in, they volunteer at this company event and they have to register, right? Or they have to, you they give up a roster, right? And it's their name, their email, maybe their phone number, and then other pertinent information. But at the end of the day, that is your lead, right? Anybody that comes into that CRM is now a lead, especially people that have volunteered. So even though it's coming in through a business, that should be dropped into, let's just call it a 15 
touch campaign that its whole job is to create a relationship between the volunteer and United Way that that basically communicates volunteer opportunities as well as lifts them up for volunteering, right? And 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 gives them an opportunity to get more involved after the company leaves, right? Because I, I imagine these volunteers go out into the, into the community and they volunteer and they get that high that happens when you're serving others. It's 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 naturally in us, right? So if there's this high that happens when serving others, how do we kind of bottle that and remind them of that and then tell them about the next event? And then on top of that, how do we, you know, nudge them a little bit to, hey, get involved monetarily as well? 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month, whatever the case is. So I'm up on an auto draft and now we're funding the uh, charitable organization, right? And so what I'm going to walk you guys through, and, and this may be a little clunky for you people that are just listening. I get it. You know what I mean? But if this is something that you want to watch on YouTube, because I am going to share my screen and I'm going to do my best to talk you guys through it, um, then you can switch over to YouTube if you're not driving or doing something else, right? Um, but I will talk you through it. It's not going to be too bad. So I'm going to present my screen here. And, uh, you know, one of the things I want to tell you about, and this is just, you know, it's, uh, it's working for me, I suppose. Um, okay. So what I want to show you guys is this. So we're going to open up ChatGPT, and what you're seeing right now is also a browser, okay? So it's not Chrome, it's not Safari. What it is, it, it's called Shift, and it has a lot of apps integrated into it, you know, that we use every day, like Google Calendar, Drive, uh, Slack, Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, Go High Level, Calendly, all that good stuff, right? And so, but anyways, I knew you guys were going to see this, and I know you're going to ask. So it's called Shift. Look it up. It's like 130 bucks a year. And what it allows me to do is kind of house everything I'm working on in one screen versus jumping to different applications and different browser or uh, websites and all that. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty cool system. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a new chat with ChatGPT4. Yes, I pay for the upgraded version, right? And uh, I'm just going to kind of give it a framework, right? So um, I'm basically going to tell it I'm developing a PRM campaign for United Way that prompts Previous volunteers, as you can see, I'm I'm terrible at spelling. To volunteer again, and also I've gotten a little better at this, so I'm gonna include a couple more prompts in my initial one, 
because I know I'm going to come up with them later. So I'm developing a CRM campaign for United Way that prompts volunteers to volunteer again and also donate monthly. All right. All right. And so instead of CRM campaign, we'll do uh, 15 email campaign. We're going to start going to start with email campaign, but you can do a mix of email and text, right? But yeah, let, let's just do that. 15 touch email and text campaign for United Way that prompts previous volunteers to volunteer again and also donate monthly. I'm going to use elements of type reels of previous events as comma quotes from previous volunteers. This is different doing this live. Uh, quotes from previous volunteers and breakdowns of the impact their donation has. Each touch point should focus on volunteering and or donating. Okay, so what it should do, it's gonna frame it out, right? Oh, it already started it. Normally it asks me like a bunch of questions. So this is pretty cool. Okay, so let's just kind of take this from the top and I'll walk you guys through what we have so far. So kick off email, reignite your passion, right? Um, show a short hype reel, the past volunteer events with energetic music, CTA, relive the moments, volunteer again, um, which is great. Nostalgia trip, remember the joy of giving, let's create more moments together, link to volunteer sign up. That's the, that's the text after, and then email your impact Content, detailed breakdown of how previous volunteer hours have helped the community. And call to action, extend your impact, volunteer with us. So uh, text two, but touch point four is a quote from a past volunteer. There's no feeling like giving back. Call to action, are you ready to feel it again? And so it's got 15 of these that it put in. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to go through through all of them, but you you get the point. Throughout this campaign, make sure you personalize where possible use, using first names. Use high quality images and photos, incorporate social proof, ensure that there's an easy way for them to opt out if they choose. Regularly measure engagement rates, open, you know, all the, the normal stuff you should be doing with your CRM anyways, right? And so it's not actually giving me the emails and the text copy yet. It's just giving me, all right, what content does each touch point have? And then 
what call to action, okay? And so basically, I'm going to give it another prompt, and I'm going to say, based on this outline, write the actual copy for each email slash text. I hit that in. Certainly, below is the copy for each of the emails and text previously outlined in the 15 touch campaign, right? So if I had an issue with the outline, I can go in there and change it. You know, I want more call to actions to donate. I want more call to actions to volunteer, whatever the case is. I can go in there and modify that and then copy and paste it back into ChatGPT and then say, based on this revised outline, you know, so on and so forth. Okay, so kick off email, reignite your passion. Um, that's the title of the email. The subject is a trip down memory lane with United Way. Hello, blank, you know, obviously first name, right? And your CRM should be, is going to be where you tag that first name. And so remember the heartwarming moments we've shared and then a link to the hype reel and dive into memories and let's create more together. Call to action, volunteer again and ignite change. Okay, so what, you're going to see throughout this campaign is that it's very short sentences with aggressive call to actions, right? And so if you wanted to modify this, you could, you could say simply, Hey, I want more copy in this and uh, I want less aggressive call to action, you know? And so you, you've got to talk to it like a person essentially, you know? Okay, so you have to talk to it like a person essentially and say, hey, that was those that copy was a little aggressive. Let's let's back off of that. Let's lighten up the tone, whatever the case is, right? All right, so number two, text one, nostalgia trip. Hey, first name. Miss the joy of giving it with United Way. We missed you. Let's create more cherished memories. Uh call to action, sign up to volunteer. Okay. So if you really need some guidance and direction, right? So it's not telling me when to send these out. So I'll say, revise this by telling the reader when to send these emails and texts. Integrating a suggested timeline can help guide the sequence and pacing of the campaign. So when to send day one is a kickoff email. Day three is the text is what it's showing. Day seven is the next email, you know, so it's giving you a cadence now and you can shrink that or increase that however you like. And so I'll, I'll just walk you through some of this copy and, uh, all right, so day 17, we're sending out a quick impact fact. $10 a month can equip five children with school essentials, ready to change their, their world monthly, first name. So it's a very convicting as well as eye-opening copy. You know what I'm saying? And what, what I love about this and what everybody needs to understand about doing stuff like this is this is your base this is your starting point 
Not only can you modify the tone of this by prompting ChatGPT, you can also you can also come in and do your own thing. Like if you've got if you got experience writing copy or you you just you have your own opinions, you know what I'm saying? And you don't want ChatGPT to necessarily write this whole thing for you. You just want it to give you the outline, which it did earlier. Then just work off of that and you you write it. But this whole deal, this podcast so far has been, let's see real quick, 25 minutes. And that's because I was running my mouth for the first 10. You know what I'm saying? And so you guys can see how easy this is. And then when you drop this into a CRM, right, you can start to see how over time you're going to be able to create a lot of impact. So this this one goes out to 50 days with 15 touch points, which I think is super reasonable. All the touch points are three to four days apart. And I feel like that's far enough apart to where people won't stop or unenroll right away. And even if they stop the, the text, they probably won't stop the email or go and unsubscribe from the email, right? Because it's cool stuff, interesting stuff you're sending them, right? So let's do the final email. Personal thank you. When to send on day 50. Subject, your journey, our gratitude, a special note. Your dedication has always been the beacon of hope for our community. As we stride ahead, we hope you walk with us from all of us at United Way. Thank you. Call to action, continue your journey with us. Right? And so that call to action is going to be basically a link to donate or a link to schedule for the next volunteer event or register for the next volunteer event. One of the things it says at the end is the pacing of these communications is important. The time between touches is meant to keep the recipients engaged without overwhelming them. Adjustments may be necessary depending on the feedback of engagement metrics. Okay, so this is, this is something I stress so much to my clients. And it's this. While I'm going to build you an initial sales program or ChatGBT is going to build you an initial touchpoint campaign or write you an initial touchpoint campaign, that is just the starting point. It's like anything else. You don't get this badass workout plan and go in and do it every day for the rest of your life. You're going to modify. You're going to adjust. You're going to find what works for you. What it is is a starting point, a diving board that you can lift off of. But it's up to you how many times you use it, how many times you modify it, adjust it. And then it, it's, in, it's even more important that it's up to you to inspect what you expect. And what does that mean? Okay, if I, if I launch a campaign like this, first of all, I want to know where my numbers are at now. Do I have those? Are they in my CRM now? Am I exporting data out to a spreadsheet so I can have a customized report that tells me exactly what I want to know? And just shooting from the hip here, I would imagine United Way would want to know at any given time, or a chapter of United Way would want to know at any given time, how many donors do I have? How many people are consistently donating every month? That is a metric that I, that is a KPI that I want to keep track of, right? 
so that when I launch a campaign like this, and let's just say I have a thousand people that have volunteered for United Way in the past year, this chapter, I have a thousand of those people. When, when I do initiate this campaign, does that number start increasing because of the campaign? Because the campaign is the variable that has changed, right? So if I notice an increase in October, November, and December of giving, and it's not, it's, it's, it's more than is consistent with that quarter year over year, then I know that my campaign is, is effective. And then I can also go back and look at, all right, how many volunteers this month volunteered this month that didn't volunteer the month before that were, that, that registered through a touch point email or text, right? And so I got to know where I'm starting at in order to know whether this has impact in my business or in United Way's case in their donations or their volunteers. And so it's important that you expect what you expect. I'm sorry, inspect what you expect. That's always a fun one to say. I have to think about it before I say it. In, in, in doing all this, and it's important that you not just set it and forget it, that you constantly evaluate the conversion points. Like for instance, when are people opting out, whether it's text or email, what email or what text are they opting out of? And what email or what text do they almost never opt out of? And can I repackage that email or text that they almost never opt out of and replace it, replace the one that they do opt out of with it? And does that create a better conversion rate from one touch point to the next? Where are all my people falling off at? If they're falling off after the fifth touch point, which in this campaign is, let's see, the fifth touch point, which in this campaign, oh, I went too far, is day 14. Then maybe at day 14, I need to incorporate someone from my office reaching out to them and thanking them again for their service and letting them know what the upcoming volunteer events are and then asking them if they wanted to volunteer again. And so if I, if I call them on day 13, when statistically they drop off on day 14, then I can impact that conversion rate. I can impact that conversion rate positively. This is the same thing you do in a sales program when sales reps quit after a certain day or after a certain paycheck or after a certain sale amount. It's the same thing you do. You add a personal touch in order to keep them in the system. And on that day 13, let's just say they don't register. They're like, ah, oh, I don't have time right now. Hey, no big deal. Do you, you mind if we continue to send you emails and text every now and then to keep you abreast of what's going on. So now at a very minimum, they are, are saying yes to your communication again, right? And in doing that, when they do have the funds or when they do have the time, you're going to be in their inbox. You're going to be in their text messages. And, and, and that is, to me, one of the most powerful tools NACRM is the very fact that you are able to be top of mind. Top of mind is massive. And, and don't get me wrong. Everybody has, not me. I mean, I've got about 192 here. I suppose I could stop sharing this. 
So let's uh, take that out of there. Everybody has hundreds of emails that they've never opened. And United Way may be one of those that triggers that. But if you put in some captivating subject lines and you and I get caught all the time, right? It's a good subject line. So I click on it and it's the same old BS, right? But the, the point is not that, oh, because you're using ChatGPT, they're opening every email and they're, you know what I mean? The point is 1% improvement, right? If I take 25, if I take 25 minutes to create 1% improvement in my business and I do it through this campaign, what other things can I create that 1% improvement in? All right, if I'm making a million dollars a year, well, shoot, that's $10,000 a year, right? That 1% improvement, you know, what does that 10,000 a year create? Maybe if your net profit is at 20%, it creates two grand in your pocket. And so if you're not making more than $4,000 an hour, then you should probably be doing this. And that's me saying it's only going to affect your business by 1%, which I know is bullshit if you're not already using a CRM and have a campaign in place like this. If the, this is the first time you're going to use a CRM and put a campaign, campaign in place like this or do follow up in your CRM. If this is the first time you're doing that, I would, I would bet my paycheck which I haven't gotten a paycheck in 15 years, but I would bet my paycheck um, that you are going to have a double-digit increase in sales conversion, sales volume, or gross dollars in installing a campaign like this in place. Top of mind is, is massive for your business. And so basically the campaign that I created, I'm going to take to United Way next week, and I'm going to show them this campaign, I'm going to put it on an Excel spreadsheet. And, and, and fundamentally, I'm going to show them that, hey, this is kind of my process and where it works for me and my clients. It's understanding my avatar. It's creating uh, automation, or I'm sorry, campaigns for that avatar. And then, and then saying, okay, if I have three avatars, yes, I have three different campaigns, but those campaigns mix and match some of the information that goes into them, right? And um, sometimes some campaigns go into others. You know, that's kind of how the mapping works out. But my point is I'm addressing three avatars. I am measuring the metrics that make those avatars, that, that the KPIs that are important to me for those avatars. And then I am building that campaign. I'm installing it into my CRM. And then I am measuring after I install it into to my CRM and then I am adjusting, right? And here's the deal. Your CRM could be an Excel spreadsheet, right? This is something I, a conversation I had with the uh, United Way president for that chapter. I told her when my wife first started her business, I didn't, I didn't know anything about, or I knew a lot about CRMs, but I didn't know how to build one or how to, um, Basically, I, I had a lot of frustrations with CRMs, like I'm sure you all do, right? And so I'm a very like simple person when it comes to a new business starting, like create a spreadsheet, create three different tabs. One tab is your active clients. Another tab is your leads that you want to turn into active clients. And the last tab is your 
darn. Anyways, let's just say you do those two tabs, right? And so on your active leads, you have basic info that you can reach out to them at, as well as call one through call 12, and you can mix it with email, text, all that good stuff. Boom, that's your CRM. Even if you have to compose the email yourself, you know what I'm saying? And then once you get through those 12 touch points and you have exhausted that lead, then you put them on a MailChimp weekly newsletter. You know what I'm saying? And um, this is what she did when she first started out. And she, and she kept her leads organized. She's very diligent. And she started crushing it. And now she's she's at like a, a, a 40 or 50% closing rate. And guess where she's pulling these leads from? Groups. So my wife's business is uh, is targeting homeschoolers and tutoring them and filling in the gaps where the, the, the parents have a hard time, right? There's usually one or two subjects the parents have a hard time with. So they bring them to my wife's brick and mortar uh, tutoring business and she bridges those gaps because she's a master certified teacher in reading and curriculum instruction. And so um, incredible what she does, but the beautiful thing about that is she's, she's incredibly diligent in managing her leads. So she pulls these leads from Facebook groups, Facebook groups that have homeschooling parents in them. And they, the homeschooling parents will either ask questions like, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? She goes in there, she answers them, she provides value. If you want to learn more, click this link or whatever the case is, that takes, takes them to a resource on her website. And then they'll drop in their information to her website or give it to her directly. She reaches out to them. She's closing 40 to 50% of these people because she's got a history and she is calling the damn leads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As our boy Drewby says. And I can actually say Drewby. I don't have to tag Andrew Wilson. That's cool. Anyways, so you guys get the point. Um, to me, this episode... Is, it is about a couple of things, right? It's, it's understanding that we can do more for our businesses. We can create more conversion with 1% improvement in everything that we initiate or the effort that we put. And if we do that once a week for the next 10 weeks, we've created 10% improvement in our business. And if you are doing 100,000, that's 10 grand. If you're doing a million, that is 100,000, right? And so those are big numbers. But what are we doing with that 25 minutes that it took me to put that together, right? Um, and once we do that thing, are we continuing to do it consistently and improving upon it? And we do that through automation and delegation, which CRMs are fantastic at. And uh, more than anything, if all you got was a way to write a 15 touchpoint campaign for your product service or product or service, um, that's what I wanted you to get from this. By the way, this was the pre uh, her idea on this. She saw this CRM campaign as a way to as a way to connect the staff and employees and volunteers in terms of scheduling the board member in terms of their service requirements. You know what I'm saying? So this can be an internal system that you use as well where it's like hey um i'm going to tag these 15 board members and i'm going to compose emails that are specific to them or a campaign that is specific to them 
And uh, in that, whenever they complete their service requirements, which let's just say there's 10 of them, there's going to be, I'm going to be able to mark that off in their contact. And then when they're not completing certain service requirements, I'm going to continue to remind them to complete those via email and text. Now we're getting uh, what I like to call project management, account management, operations. We're getting operation centric with a marketing tool, which is very cool. This is also something that one individual can do with the spreadsheet, or we can save, you know, whatever it is, a couple of hours a week to our employees, 52 weeks a year or 50 weeks a year. Now we're talking 100 to 150 hours a year. We can save by setting this up through automations. Right. And so um, I thought that was a really good idea that I wanted to point out because like with our current clients right now and my consulting partnership, Crusader, Tom Bigley builds a lot of construction companies, project management processes into the CRM. And this is something that people didn't really believe was possible before, myself included, until I saw Tom do it. And I was like, this is freaking amazing. We did it for a home builder as well and uh, a uh, construction company that does projects for the state. And so just such a cool, cool system that if you use it can be massive for your business and uh, you can see, and, 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 and again, I always wanna give you guys tools that you don't need to pay anybody money for, right? You can create this, you can build it in, in ChatGPT, and then you can drop it into a spreadsheet and you can execute on each individual item when they come up, right? And you can do that based on dates or based on the touch point that you've marked off already. So you can mark off touch point eight, mark it off. And then a couple of days later, when you're going through all your touch points, you can mark off touch point nine after you execute it, so on and so forth. You can create your own CRM in Excel. There's nothing wrong with that when you're starting out. I would say once you get over 500,000, it's time to upgrade your mindset and pay a couple hundred bucks a month for a CRM, right? All right, guys, I appreciate you guys so much for listening. If you got value from this, please share it, post it on Facebook, post it in your stories with a link. That's the easiest way to do it. I would appreciate that. More importantly, give it a review. Uh, I'm not saying... I will like you more if you do a five-star review. I'm not saying that. Okay. As long as you know I'm not saying that, right? Um, also, also understand that, you know, we don't do paid ads on this. We don't do any of that stuff. So I have a little call to action for you guys, right? Go to bgstsalestoolkit.com and you can get my, my sales toolkit. This is something that I give away. This is a training that I typically do as part of my consulting packages in person. And this is a training that I customize for companies that I'm working with. But you guys are going to be able to, to go to that go to that link or register for that training and get access to that recording where I go through my sales toolkit and it, it works really well for home services. It works really well for insurance. Honestly, if you're in sales, it works really well. So go through that training. It's a really good foundational training. And it can also remind you a few things you should be doing that you're not doing now. So appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And let's get building. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.